podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting this? Yeah, that's how the podcast starts, right? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Movie, Movie, Podcast, everybody. Uh, good a time as any. We're back, uh, like, only like a month. This is, the, this is the quickest that we've had it in probably two years at this point. Uh, yeah, dog. See that? And that is the luscious sound of Russ. Hey, hey, y'all. I was hoping for one of the others to speak up after that so I could say, and that's the sound of... Both. I was just upset because I, I just knew that you would never describe my voice as luscious. And it's just like, there. I'll never have that. Yeah, my voice is the equivalent of gelato that you hear. Ooh, and that melted gelato voice you just heard was Peter. Melted gelato. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm expired Nutella. Oh, Ew. that's well, that's a bummer. Ooh, yeah. And that's and that's that sound of botulism is Alex. So <laughs> let us just jump into it. Uh, there, you know, there hasn't been a, a huge number of movies since the last one, and this is kind of one we wanted to get this one out now, uh, so that we could focus on the big ones coming out soon. Um, but we did have a couple of big releases. Uh, most notably, I would say uh, at the box office for sure would be Stephen King's It. So can we I like, arrest them? I like that you called it Stephen King's It, ensuring that no one could do a bit about the name. That is my exact reasoning. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you. That's why you are the like wrangler the host. That's or Chris Hardwick. That is so oh, brilliant, man, Chris Hardwick. <laughs> you were waiting for it too. I think I heard you like jump in prematurely, and then you're just like, "Damn!" Can't I was it. getting excited. I'll be honest. <laughs> Uh, so let's get the rust down for Stephen King's It. Sure. <laughs> Stephen King's It. <laughs> Directed by Andy Muschietti. A group of bullied kids band together when a shape-shifting demon taking the appearance of a clown begins hunting children. It's pretty accurate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think so. Yeah. That's we all saw this. That's what the movie's about. We all saw it, guys. Good for us. Yeah, dog. The only movie that we all saw. Yeah. Um... I liked it. I'm Me not, too. Uh, I, I'm not like there. I, I do have my issues with it, but overall, I had a very good time in the theater watching this. I thought I was very or thoroughly creeped out and scared at times, um, and I, I'm excited for the next one. I would agree. Yeah. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I, it's it's nice to see like a, a horror movie shared experience sort of thing happen where you get like lots of different people in the theater right. at one time, as opposed to like your regular horror movie people, like your teenagers and your like young guys that may or may not be dragging their girlfriends. Right. But like to see like a huge, like four quadrant horror movie, mm-hmm. like come out and do well. Yeah. I think is huge numbers. It's a, it's a really uh, encouraging sign that, um, Hey, maybe, make horror movies that are you know good and that like you put a little production into them yes uh and it's nice seeing like again good child acting too yeah very Uh, good a stranger things kid just doing the doing his thing again yes along with some kids that could easily be in stranger things yes yeah Uh, but like i think maybe that nostalgia really helped fuel this oh totally well, yeah, I mean, it's been a while since we've got movies when kids get really For hurt. Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. there was a movie we talked about maybe a couple of years ago, or in the last few years, in which, like, kids got hurt. 
And that's so important. Like we lost that for a very long time, ever since the eighties and early nineties, like kids were untouchable and it just wasn't, it wasn't exciting. You weren't on the edge of seat. Cause you're like, Oh, these kids can't be injured. Right. Even kind of knowing the story and knowing that, you know, the kids get out. Okay. It still ratcheted up enough tension for you to be like, nah, dude, I think one of these kids can die. Yeah, like, like when they're in the house. Oh yeah. God. Yeah. That shit I mean, was in what, fucking in what scary. Surprise people who who have either read it or saw the, saw the miniseries to like mm-hmm. kill one of these characters. Like, why not? Like, I mean, what? How drastically important are any of them to the sequel? Like, how? Like, can't you just do the sequel with one less kid? Yep, I would think so. Yeah, totally. And you just like, it, I mean, if, if I remember from the miniseries, like the different characters in the, in the sequel just just allow them to have different types of scares. Right. You know, I mean, outside of um, the fat kid, the girl and the stuttering kid, I think you, you can kind of cut anybody. Yeah. Uh, let's, let, you, let's let let's let the black one live. No, I was about Jesus. to say you can't, you can't cut him because he's the one that brings them all back together. He was the one that like um, volunteered to stay in Derry. Right. Right. right? Derry. Yes. Yes. Derry name. Um, my thing, I, I what I was surprised by was that. I didn't find this movie particularly scary outside of the garage scene. That was terrifying. Because of, like, for the exact... I I found that scene scary for the exact reason I didn't find the movie scary. That I think this movie kind of lives and dies, um, scariness-wise, on that opening sequence. Because, you know, from the marketing alone, even if you've never seen anything else, you know what the opening scene of this movie is going to be. Totally. Yeah. And you're prepared for it. And I'm so prepared for it. But in my head, I was like, I hope they surprise me in some way in this opening scene and their plan for that i guess was having um pennywise bite um georgie's arm we 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 see that and for me that's not the type of horror movie i like that's i don't like i don't like i don't exactly i mean i don't mind gore but i'd rather have more chills constructed chills and stuff yeah. So that for me took me out of the horror of the film. So I was never really freaked out by any other part of it. I I thought it was like really good, and I was entertained the entire time, and interested and invested. But at that point, I was like, "Oh, this movie's not going to scare me." Right. But no, I mean that's what's in the in the garage because they set up that scene with the very obvious. The picture starts to change, and he's like, "Okay, the mom's going to become Pennywise," right. and immediately throw that aside and he pops out and I was not expecting that. No, me either. That fucking ruled. That so scared that the crap out of me. Get me because it's 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 a much better surprise for for a, a much better scare that that really makes it feel like more peril because you know Georgie dies. So right. why torture him? You know? Like right. why should I be scared about him getting injured when I know he's dying? Like I'm I, this whole movie has been set up on the fact that Georgie dies. I mean, I see what you're saying. Um, I would say it's kind of it's more of like a future proofing in a lot of ways, like that. Like we know it so well because of the marketing and the story before. But if you were to come into this blind, that would be a pretty intense scene. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And so I don't fault it for that. Actually, I thought that that scene was was relatively creepy up until the bite. And and this comes down to like my my main issue with the movie is that I felt um, with maybe the possibly possible exception of uh alex say something no we cannot hear you um with the possible exception of that garage scene um and 
Yep. All right. We're trying again. <laughs> With the episode, uh, garage scene, uh, the CGI stuff just didn't work for me and I found it over the top. Um, and I felt like the creepiness and the creepy vibe of the movie and everything was there without those like really loud booming moments where it's just like, Hey, you're supposed to be scared right now. Yeah. Um, but everything else super worked and there weren't that many of them to the, to the movie's credit. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Can you hear me now? Now we yep. can hear you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Uh, yeah, and I think that the visuals for everyone's individual scares uh, were really awesome, too, though. That's something I was trying to say back back a while ago. Oh, okay, yeah. No, um, like, the anything with Pennywise just, like, standing still? Yeah. So scary. <laughs> so yeah, chilling. I, what I found, what, I don't know, what I found, like, creepier about his costume, there was something about his limbs. The way that costume mm-hmm. was designed to, like, sort of stop at his limbs and make them, like... Granted, it was like a clown could dress, but the, just the way the cut on, on his legs and on his arm felt like no clown would dress like that. And it made it creepier for me. Yeah. Well, he, but, he's kind of almost like a, um, so almost similar to a spider that has that kind of like oh, large yeah. midsection and then these like weirdly long limbs. I feel like the way the costume was set up, it kind of lends itself to that. Uh, to almost like a, a an homage to that, if you don't, if you if you kind of look closely, I thought, but I thought his like his mo- his motions and mannerisms mm-hmm. were so fun and so, and I think similar to how like Heath Ledger yeah. couldn't do a Joker like Jack Nicholson, so he had to do his own. Right. Uh, I think Bill Skarsgård did a really good job of doing a Pennywise a little bit differently. Now I'm hoping we actually get to hear and see him a little bit more in the next one because yeah. it's he wasn't really in it a lot. Yeah. And, and I feel like that's also like Tim Curry wasn't really in the original one either all that much. No, he wasn't. You uh, just remember it different. Yeah. And when but when he comes up it's fucking memorable. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, I mean I, it is definitely his own Pennywise. Um but Alex, what were you about to say? Uh nothing. Uh my favorite <laughs> part was when he was when he played the warp tour. Yeah. Oh. No. Derail my thought for that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I still think that the uh, wow, uh, the um, while the Bill Skarsgård one is very scary, like it doesn't take anything away from Tim Curry's. Tim's Curry's is very scary on its own. Uh, and rewatching that movie like a month or two before, or uh, yeah, the, the TV series like a month or two before the movie came out, uh, I did the same. It's still pretty good and shocking that that was on like network TV, right? Yeah, doesn't yeah. what's his face? Uh, young or, or not young? Old um, Stanley doesn't he like cut his own throat? Yeah, it's messed up. And the end. Uh, well, I think the adult part was you know it was okay, mostly for the actors. The the kid actors were great in that as well. Yep. Um, I feel like they're gonna have to. I don't know. They got. I think they got to be a little careful with Beverly in the sequel because number one, I thought the young actress who played her was phenomenal. And will probably end up having a very long career in the biz they call show. <laughs> but I like I remember her getting like slapped around by a douchehead who looked like he was in like a score candy yeah. bar ad in the first one. And it's like, I don't know if I really feel like watching <laughs> this lady get like slapped around in a sequel. Like yeah. I'm I'm good. I'm kinda good on unnecessary like abuse like that now. Yeah. So I mean, first um, of all, what a an inaccessible reference. Um 
outside of us. <laughs> you know how I roll. Oh, yeah. you don't know about score candy bars from yeah, the I would, like <laughs> I would like to find another way to sort of show that all of their fears, for the most part, like they thought they conquered them, but they're all living from the through, like with the same pain as childhood, right. sort of thing. Right. That was just their way, and, and that one to show. But I think you could find a better way to show that Bev is just still is like really still under not really the sway or or just just think she's confident and stronger and is still terrified of right i I just i just i'm hoping that doesn't have to come in the form of like domestic abuse yeah right right. which Uh, i think it very easily or or like not giving a fuck about my body because i you, you know i just i don't i don't need it i hope they're smart enough to not do that right We'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's still a ways away at this point, so. Well, it's exactly. It's like less than two years away. Really? Have they actually cast anyone yeah. or done anything like that yet? No, but they. The release date's like September, September sixth, twenty nineteen. Oh. And they basically staked out the same exact weekend, but in twenty nineteen. Uh, that's enough for like thirty rewrites and twenty reshoots. Like this will. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like this is something. That like now people are going to be hovering over so much that it is it is very possible that there will be a lot of a lot of cooks in this kitchen. Oh, I think so. Yeah, I I I definitely think so, and I think they've already said they will still flash back to these kids. Really? And I'm wondering if that is a function of people just really like this cast and these kids I... that they don't want to get away from them. Yeah, which yeah. doesn't really serve the purpose of the story. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, and that's one thing that they're going to have to, like, rush the filming. And I think that they said, like, you know, they want to film a lot of stuff with the kids before they start looking way too old. Which that, so that means they got to start, like, now. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, again, like, these, this cast made so much money with this oh, that, yeah. like, they need to mine that for what they can. And they will. Right. Yeah. And yeah. They, can't, they can't go to A-list because the original movie was a th- – like, this one cost $35 million, which – for a horror movie, it might as well be like a billion dollars, but you don't want to get into like getting all these huge name actors that even, even they're though you gonna cut into your profit. Like Adams. Yeah, to really like, yeah, I don't know how <laughs> they go cheaper there. I mean, yeah. Jessica Chastain. That's what that's what the uh, the girl said. That's who she wanted to play her. Ew. Yeah, you're better than that. <laughs> Well, you didn't like uh, that one with that she was in with about the bootleggers or whatever with uh, Tom Hardy. No, I fucking couldn't stand Lawless. Lawless, yeah, yeah. so bad. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, I mean, the first one was all TV stars. Like it was like the dude from one of the dudes from Night Court, and then yeah, John Harry Anderson was yeah. he just a TV star at that time. John Ritter, the God. Um, yeah. Tim Reed. Yeah, a lot of a uh, lot of TV peeps. Yeah. Annette O'Toole. Um, but yeah, I think I think there's there's a happy medium between mega A list. I think you can get like some recognizable people. Like this movie, the sequel, I think is screaming for a Scoot McNary. Now I don't know who he'll play, nor do I care. But like, you, you want that a, tier? You could get a I, Scott Speedman for this. Oh no! I think I, I think Scoot McNary can play the um, kid whose mom kept him on pills. Oh, totally. Oh, for sure. First off, he was my favorite kid. He was so good. 
He was so great. And all these kids were great. And, like, uh, that Stranger Things kid, like, that kid is clearly going to be acting for forever and hopefully avoid the pratfalls of being a child star. But this, that that kid who was Eddie, right? I think it's, yeah, Eddie. Yeah. He, he was so funny. And these kids felt like kids. Yeah. Which was my favorite part. Like, they thought like kids. They acted like kids. And they weren't, like, precocious to uh, an obnoxious fault. Yeah, their jokes and insults weren't overly clever. Some no. Most of them just, like, really stupid and vulgar. And that's kind of what, how you joke when you're, you know, 12. Or now. Yep, was, whatever. I thought they were perfect. Oh, yeah, also now. Yeah. Uh, also now. <laughs> but, yeah, so it was really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm very excited. Uh I wonder what do you think is going to be next now that this has made so much money? You know that they are thinking of either Stephen King properties or big time horror '90s reboots. Um, I think they're going to go the Stephen King route because that dude is so amenable to you making stuff based on his stuff. Like it's, it's a it's a very easy rights process. Yeah. Basically, yeah. give him a dollar and give him some control. <laughs> no, it's no, no, literally that's it. it. Literally, is a dollar. Give him one dollar and like. And he has final say on casting, right? Yep. And he can be involved in like all phases of the production. Man, what a gig! I know. So how did Dark Tower happen? (laughs) (laughs) Oof! Oh God! Uh, We just got to get a new Langoliers. Oh my God! I love the Langoliers. (laughs) You I'm really know you don't. I do. I love it. I love Thank it. You. I would assume they do Salem's Lot. I think. Oh, I, I think that's. That. They're talking that right now. Yeah. You think we're gonna that. finally get a Stephen King cinematic universe? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yep. An SKCU. You know what? Uh, I'm into it. What am I? You know, of course, I'm gonna see all of it. <laughs> And look at all the Easter eggs of where they connect. I mean, the next is going to be like the Stand Part Seven, Part Two coming soon. Like, just watch; it's it's going to happen. Um, and then Pet Cemetery and all kinds of shit. So we're going to get the cat from Pet Cemetery to team up with Cujo, and Ooh. and a Langolier, and a single Langolier, and they drive around in Christine. Oh, so, oh man, you have nailed this. <laughs> Okay, first of all, a cat and a dog working together and driving a car, Alex, come on. Oh, you're right. I mean, I guess that's... They wouldn't need to drive the car. Christine drives itself. Okay, well, they just ride around in her. Yeah. But still, cats and dogs working together. (laughs) I know. Sign of the apocalypse. (laughs) That's hysteria. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Uh, Yeah, anybody have any final words on it? Um... I think the music was pretty good. Yeah, I don't remember the music, thought, but I'm sure it was fine. I think the whole, I mean, the whole package was creepy. again. It was, it was really all. I think all really well done. Like I think that this is like when you hear about like a horror movie reboot at this point, uh, you can't help but get a little nervous. It's a terrifying prospect. Yeah, and I think like this is like I was excited about it, and it actually like pretty much lived up to expectations. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah let's. I, I hope that they see that. Um, I liked uh, Pennywise's lair the best. Yeah, and I, there's yeah. some really fun set set sort of ideas that they flush out in the next one. Yeah, 
because uh, clearly their you know their production designer and everything has a really fun eye for that. So I want to see more. Yeah, and I'm just happy uh, people actually floated in this one as opposed to the, <laughs> to the, the I mean team. all that talk about it. Yeah, I mean it's like you know Chekhov's float. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> so long. Oh goodness. All right, let's get on with this thing uh, and move on to Mother. Cool. Yeah. Um, Mother, written and directed by Darren Aronofsky. Mm. A couple's relationship is tested when uninvited guests arrive at their home, disrupting their tranquil existence. Yep. If you saw this trailer and said, you know what, I'm a big fan of that Jennifer Lawrence character, and I remember people saying nice things about Black Swan, which most people did. Yeah. Um, I understand if you hate it and you were expecting something else. Yeah. We should not have been marketed so aggressively nope. and the way it was. But but the problem is there's no way to market it. So you oh, don't yeah. think... No. Well, that's Jennifer the thing. This is not a film that uh that any like like this was in normal theaters this is not this is not a normal theater movie no what was it paramount or whomever yeah i think that's i think i think that's the biggest problem with this movie is this problem is if this movie was made for like three to five million dollars and was in was a true independent release got picked up in a in during the festival circuit no one would be saying it's terrible because exactly who would have seen it would have seen it and they, and it wouldn't have been like the Jennifer Lawrence types. Right. The, yeah. the fans of her that saw it and they were like, wait, this isn't what we know her for. We don't like it. Uh, I think they've put, spent too much money and got too big of an actress yeah. when they could have just got Rachel Weisz. Oh, yeah. She would have done it. Yeah. And then that movie would have been the would have been the fountain again? Oh, wait. Shit. Oh god, never That's mind. Exactly what happened Just with taking the fountain. the fountain again. I like the fountain. Yeah. Okay, let me pick a different actress. Thanks. Uh um Monica Potter. No. Um <laughs> you know, just somebody else. Um uh, Diane Lane. Too old. Um cool. sorry. Women. Young Diane Lane. There we go. Well, actually, is she too old considering Javier Bart? But you know, whatever. Um, like, I don't think she's supposed to be a younger woman, right? But anyway, you slice it. Like this is not a Jennifer Lawrence movie. Nope. And I think you have to you have to highlight. I mean, it technically her. is. <laughs> right, but you have to highlight her in all of your in like pretty much your entire campaign, and you're highlighting a. A, a campaign based on a woman who is extremely confused and scared. Yeah, and and the camera kind of follows her, and that's a really hard thing to get people interested in. Yeah, yeah. See, the wor- the worst part about this movie is that um, I can't really recommend it to a lot of people, but mm-hmm. you've got to see it, see it in theaters because the sound is so good. Like, oh, it's great. It the like it. It really feels like you are real all up in everyone's business, and you can hear them walking through this house. Like, I think that's like the creepiest sort of thing that drives it for a while. Is like how like loud footsteps are or doors. It's yeah, it's like really weird moment to keep you sort of off, like you know, keep you sort of off balance for a while. 
granted that first, I think that first hour is a little too slow and weird, but I really liked it at the end of it all. Hmm. But uh, don't see it. <laughs> um, no, I feel better like... or worse than Hardcore Henry. I liked Hardcore Henry. Yeah, okay. never saw it, never will. I don't think it was that bad. Um, I liked Hardcore Henry more. Um, I actually like the first hour of this movie more than I, I like the second. Um, and I don't hate this movie, but I also don't really like this movie. And I think that all the reviews that are like horribly bashing it for being like one of the worst movies ever, or whatever, uh, are too far. And all the staunch, staunch defenders of it, like being a masterpiece are too far. Um, oh. it is like, I have a lot of problems with this movie. I think that there are very cool ideas, uh, that can be presented. Um, but I feel like it's lacking a story. It's allegory oh. for allegory's sake. Mm-hmm. Um, that will they, makes it not a Hollywood, like, should not have been marketed or sold right. or distributed. Like, oh, 100%. Yeah, no. And and that's, and I'm just, and like, I watch it, I'm just like, I get it, but I just don't care. I, <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed the attempt. Um, and I think that there are parts of this that I do find interesting. Um, and I think, I think this, unfortunately, is a movie that is more for film criticism than sure. for being a film because I watched it and like while watching it, I like would like kind of every 10 minutes or so look at it through another lens mm-hmm. yeah. and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I see what he's doing there. Oh, I see what he's doing there. Like this is a movie made to kind of be unpacked, but not necessarily a movie made to be overtly enjoyed. And yeah. I think there's a place for movies like that, but it's not in uh, 3,000 theaters. I agree, no. but I also feel like it was like too on the nose and obvious. It was, I... and it was it, for Aronofsky. I found it to be a little like it was very film school. It yeah, that's exactly like... very film school. I was watching a red letter mm-hmm. media about this, and that is that's what they said, and that is like the perfect description. But it's film school for like it's weird because like he should be past this. Yeah, like you, we, you're a successful director. You've made movies. People have, you've gotten nominations. Like, why are you making? This must have been an idea he had from a long time ago that he dusted off. And I just think kinda, it was. I, I think uh, I, I might be out of. I might be speaking wrong. But. Because it's very, very, very on the nose. I know that however, he wrote it in five days. <laughs> okay. Yeah. See, there you go. And it feels this, like it in a lot of ways. This movie needed another voice. Yeah. Uh, it needed somebody to check his. I think di- from a direction standpoint, I have no issues. Oh no, I, but I, I like I the do, look of it too. I think he needed someone to check him while writing it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And and I think that um, Javier Bardem did like a really good job, and then and Ed Harrison and Michelle Pfeiffer fucking killed it. Yeah, I I liked uh, Javier Bardem's kind of like I'm gonna make you crazy by right. like not acknowledging anything about yeah. what you're experiencing and which guess, is like a very real thing that yeah. people do yeah like oh i don't know what you're talking about you're being yeah. crazy yeah you know yeah. like i felt like you could you could boil a lot of this down to like just regular like male female relationships in in the sense of like um i guess in the stereotypical sense of like how a, a, a man is like a provider and a woman yeah. is at home like kind of mo- taking care of shit there but that's kind of like a thankless 
role. Yeah. And, and I, I, I almost feel like I wish it was like closer to that and less into the allegory aspect of it, because I feel like I would have really liked, like enjoyed that or enjoyed the story behind that. Yeah. I, f- I feel like she felt she played her character as though it's like, all right, just be cool with this because mm-hmm. he's being cool with it. But I felt like I, I really felt like he was fucking gaslighting her the whole time. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like, and I was like, I hope, I mean, again, cause there's like a thousand different ways that you can, uh, analyze this, but I'm like, I hope that this is like a purposeful, her response mm-hmm. is, is in response to that yeah. kind of like gaslighting thing. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I think there, there's a lot going on here yeah. and I feel like, um, like I really got, I was, I became more invested in the story, um, once more than just the four people who were in the house before got into the house and they had oh, okay. like a bunch of people, not, but be- not before the end where it was like a ton of people, but in like the middle ish, that's when I kind of started getting invested in it and kind of seeing things from her perspective. But she still did like a shitload of things like wrong, but I guess you would do those things wrong if you're living in the conventions of a regular uh, or, I guess, stereotypical male-female relationship. You know, I, so, the, the, again, this movie was made to be, like, critiqued in schools. I feel like I wish she didn't come out and say, like, who the characters were and just, like, let it be and let it be, like, a, a, like and, and, like, it was very overt at times, but, like, I really wish she just didn't say it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're currently in year two of Domhnall Gleeson is in absolutely everything. I'm fine with and, that. I'm cool with it. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, American Made just came out this week. He's in that. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Damn. Yeah. Uh, Alex, do you have any questions about or like for, what have you been hearing? What What are you like thinking of, at this point with this movie? Oh, Alex. <laughs> we couldn't hear you once again. Not a bit. No bit zone. Wait, no. Oh. I'm trying. I'm trying to talk. Hello. Okay, you're uh, back. <laughs> What have you been hearing about? Um, uh, I was just going to say, like, I've, I've heard a lot of people saying that it is terrible, some saying that it's just hilarious, uh, and then, of course, some people legitimately liking it. Yeah. And it's, again, it's one of those ones I think I have to see. Yeah. Um, and I'm waiting, oh, uh, still waiting for my movie pass. It's three mm-hmm. weeks late. Yeah. I just ordered uh, one today. If I get one before you, uh, I'm going to laugh in your face. You probably will. It's <laughs> all because my group has been skipped over apparently, and there's like a whole thread of people that ordered it around my time, saying how they like ordered another one for like their significant other, and it came within five days. <laughs> uh, so, I guess that's yeah. a good thing to pivot into uh, introduction well, of all the other movies that we're about to talk about. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Which comes from the fact that me and Tiggs have movie passes. Yeah, we do. So I've seen eight movies for the month of September, which tolls to about like a hundred and twenty something dollars. I saw like six, I think. Um, but anyway, we will get into that right now. Uh, so what, what did we actually both see? We both saw American Assassin. Yes. Uh, I actually I meant to bring up the text message that I had sent you, uh, like right after I had seen it, because you asked me how it was, and I feel like I like my, uh, when I summed it up, I was like, yeah, this is this is basically it. Or when. When you saw it, you're just like, yeah, you were 100% on the nose with that one. Oh, yeah. 
nailed it. Um, yeah, it was... Uh, uh, so I said, not great, a tad tone and deaf at times. It's basically trying to be a thrilling spy-type movie without the suspense. Oh, and but then, you need that. And I, then, I, then two days later, I texted you back, I agree 100% on your American Assassin. <laughs> Um, but it's fine. Um, you know, the dude that plays the lead is is good. Like, I'm yeah, I'm a fan. Of the Maze, I'm a fan of the Maze Runner films. You're a Dylan O'Guyan, and I'm glad he, he's healthy, can walk, um, and I hope he does more. Yeah, I agree. Michael Keaton was great, but that's not a surprise at all. Nope. It was really fun that Taylor Kitsch plays the bad guy, and he was like previously trained by Michael Keaton, but now there's like a new younger dude, and it's almost like the Taylor Kitsch story. <laughs> I wish he was in it for more. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, wait, I was just thinking about this before. It takes place in Dillon, Maine. Doesn't is Friday Night Lights in Dillon, Texas? Yes. <gasps> the cast of Later. Friday Night Lights will be Trevor Dillon. The the uh the parents uh or the the elder kids. <laughs> yeah, but uh I'm sure it's dumb. If you got nothing to do when you're sitting at home, give it a watch. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not terrible. Uh, I would go theater for it. It's based yeah. on like a series of books, which you can kind of get. There's a whole lot more going on here, like the relationship between the, his CIA handler and Michael Keane. Like they knew each other, and it just like it's almost obnoxious every time they bring it up because it has nothing yeah. to do with the movie. And you get the sense that they're just trying to like give service to the people who've read the books and know that this relationship's more important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's well, true. Uh, uh, what else? Uh, so tell me about the Lego Ninjago movie because I still want to see this pretty bad. Oh yeah. Me too. Um, so Ninjago, uh, the Lego movie that no one asked for, mm-hmm. and clearly not a lot of people want to go see. Nope. It's uh, it's not as funny as the Lego movie. It's not as smart as either Lego or Batman. But I think it's like there's some like really fun stuff to it. Justin Trudeau's bad guy is really good. There's some like pretty heartwarming like story. Justin Thoreau. Justin what? You said Justin Trudeau, and then I started thinking, who is that? Prime Minister. Yeah, he's great as the bad guy. Um, uh, Jackie Chan's amazing, yes, of course, obviously. as always. There so. is So it, the movie actually starts off in live action, just to get that right out of the way. Mm-hmm. And ja- So Jackie Chan's in it, nice. and he does like one quick trick, um, sort of like his you know Jackie Chan sort of stunt stuff. Oh, yeah. So we actually do get a blooper reel at the end of Jackie Chan's one stunt. <laughs> oh, that's kind of that's kind of funny. So it was kind of like a you know like a Jackie Chan movie, but I thought you know I thought it was pretty fun. Um, some funny stuff. Uh, I mean, I would definitely wait for it. It's not as it, I don't know. It just it definitely seemed to be the Lego movie that's directed the most just directly at kids. Okay. Unlike the other two, I think I think the other two were very fun for kids, of course, but like kind of shock adults about how much they really were interested in it. Right. Sort of thing. Uh, and this one feels the most for a younger audience that I've seen of any of them. Okay. Oh, all right. Interesting. I was going to try Because I know, because my, my nephews love Ninjago. Yeah, so does my so nephew. So I, I know about that. So I'm, I'm actually, this is one that I'm curious about yeah. bringing them to and stuff. So, yeah. But I think that's part of the issue with this. And I haven't seen it yet, and I do plan to. But it's like, Ninjago has been on for like five years, six years. Yeah. So and There's it's still there. on. Yeah. So why am I paying to see um, this in the theater when I can just throw it on Netflix for my kid and just be like, hey, watch like three episodes, right? Because I'm not going to see that. Like, 
I feel like they either should have waited till the show was over, or I also think they never should have released two Lego movies in the same year. No, that was a lot. You're not Marvel. Yeah. Especially when you don't have one coming out next year. Push Ninjago to February. That's been your money-making month anyway. Like, why are you trying to drop two within six months of each other? That doesn't really make any sense to me. Yeah, and this is when kids just went back to school. They're not going to the movies right now. Right. Like, if this came out in August, fine. But Lego Batman came on DVD right around then. So, no reason to. So, wait till February when kids are on winter break. And then that means you have a whole year until... Uh, Lego Movie 2, because that's not out until February of 2019. So now you've got like a year and a half before any Lego shit comes out. That's stupid. It should be one Lego movie a year, or every other year. Makes sense. What do I know? Yeah, Yeah. Uh, no, no, uh, no. I'm not going to counter that. Yeah. No argument here. Tell me what I know! Uh, Tiggs, we both saw Logan Lucky, right? We did both see Logan Lucky, um, which I thought was okay. I, I wasn't crazy about it, but uh, but I did enjoy it. Um, I, not not as much as like uh, an Ocean's. Uh, I just felt like the cast. I, I felt like that cast was just was like really good and, and really fun together, and just felt like they had all been friends for a very long time. And this one, it wasn't the same. Uh, the first of the two uh, John Denver uh, song movies <laughs> of this summer. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I liked it. I thought you need. I think it needed to pick a little bit more. Are these characters super smart or super dumb? Because they can't be both. I don't even um, know what this movie is. I feel what like is, what? Sorry, Tatum and Aunt yeah. Adam and Driver. This uh, new Soderbergh. Oh, okay. With, I, so there you go. Not a big movie guy. <laughs> no, I. I, I, I... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought Daniel Craig was really, really good. Uh, he was really great in it. Oh, I thought Shelly Tatum was right. really great in it too. Yeah. Um, and I thought the little girl was very, very good. Um, and again, when she, when she sings, I was like, I was like, you know, basically in tears yeah. in the theater. So, so yeah, as I, I mean, that's normal. But yeah, I definitely. Way. I don't think it's as smart of a caper as a uh, Soderbergh is capable of. And I don't think it's as funny of a caper as it kind of set itself out to be. Um, but yeah, it's great. It's, it's pretty funny that this is a movie with Channing Tatum, starring Channing Tatum. That involves the John Denver song about West Virginia, and me and Tiggs also saw Kingsman, which is a movie with Channing Tatum in that heavily involves the song about West Virginia by John Denver. Yeah, huh. Country Road. Uh, yeah, but like both have very emotional scenes of a character singing it. Yeah, it's actually, it actually was of, very weird. And now that song's stuck in my head for good. Yeah, I know. God, it's so annoying. Um, what did, two- what did you think of Kingsman: The Golden Circle? Uh, I. Just, I was surprised about how much I liked the first one, mm-hmm. and thinking back on it, just didn't realize like how much I like didn't super care about it. So the movie starts off with this the car chase that we've seen in previews, and it really starts off with a bang, which is nice, I guess. But I don't care about the characters. Oh. So there's this car chase scene that is very digital. That I was yeah. just like, oh, you don't have me yet. I don't care about this. Um, mm. It just wasn't directed with the same flair that I think the uh, church fight in the first one is. Uh, and then after that, it kind of just starts rolling along and it's just, and you know, I don't know, it's still super misogynistic. Yeah. Uh, I, I, that kind of bothered me about the first one. Oh, this one's worse. Yeah. It's, it's, it's it's worse. It's kind of worse. Yeah. Way worse. Uh, The first one was bad enough. How is this worse? Um, I'm not going to spoil that. (laughs) (laughs) 
I just can't. I, I don't know. There's a couple points. I just can't put my finger on them. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's not great. So, so. I'm not going to see it. Fuck it. I'm not seeing it. I'll see I'll see Lego instead. I'm not watching Kingsman. Channing Tatum has some pretty fun scenes. Um, but other than that, it's just, I don't know. I just didn't super care. I didn't think any of the action reached the levels of the first one, except the, like, the final, the final attack on the compound, I think, was pretty good. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed that as well. Uh, I thought that was, that was well done. Um, I really thought that that donut part was probably my favorite part in the entire movie. Yeah. Uh, I and, think and it uh, lasts for about two minutes, and I was like, "All right, well, that doesn't really quite redeem it." Yeah, I think Holly Berry was completely wasted. Yeah, I, th- it's, I think it's so weird that you're going to set up that you have these two tech characters sitting next to each other, and they don't get to really interact except, you know, push whatever the main star's doing. Like they didn't have their own like fun personalities or fun interplay, and they're sitting next to each other for, you know, presumably a very long time at points. Right. And then there's one point in which they're trying to get through a firewall, and the computer screen actually shows a wall. Yeah, that was lock. pretty. Yeah, yeah. Oof. I lost my ever-loving shit in the theater. <laughs> that's kind of funny. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I guess that's you know what? I'll give him that. That's that's not the worst, that's, but yeah, yeah. it's not so bad. But yeah, the misogyny is ramped up. Um, yeah, other than that, I don't know. It's just like whatever. Not great. Uh, tell me about patty cakes because I really like the trailer. Patty cakes is one of those movies that everything that I liked, I really loved. And some of the things that I didn't really like kind of took me out of it. Cause I think they were just like trying to be too indie at points. And I think the plot and everything like had enough going for it that you didn't need it to these like weird flares that you thought were going to be cool. Because the performances are fantastic. Everyone is very good in that movie, especially uh, the comedian who plays the mom. Like it's kind of her, um, Monique role. I forget her name. Bridget something. Yeah. Who's like, she's great in that uh, Adam Scott movie, Little Evil, that came out on Netflix. I still need to see that. It's good. Um, and she's great in that, and she's even better in this. And there's just some, like, really, it's kind of like, you know, a very underdog movie, exactly how it describes itself. But as I said, there's some, like, you know, dream sequences, fantasy stuff that just try to be done with it, with a flair that they were planning on being, like, the artsy underdog movie of the right, year okay. sort of thing. Right, right. You know, but the parts that I liked, I really liked. It does get, like, rather emotional in a whole lot of the scenes. Um, but I, I would definitely suggest it if you got the time. I'm sure it's going to be out soon, so I would say go go for it. Uh, all right. Was that, was that a limited release, or is that... I think so. I'm think sure, so. Yeah, sure it was limited. Yeah. Uh, what about yeah. Wind River? That was another one I wanted to see. Yeah, uh, I would say a little overly... It's one of those movies that's, you know, the thrillers that's based on real life that's very quiet and, and um, slow and then very sad and a little overly violent at points. <laughs> yeah. But, but that I don't think it earns those shocking moments mm-hmm. as much as like other really sad, quiet movies do like winner's bone is really upsetting to watch, but it's so good that you kind of, it, it earns every like terrible moment in it. Okay. That I don't think this one does as much, but Everyone's good. It's fun to see Hawkeye and Scarlet Witch in a movie. Um, there you go. Yeah, but it, but it's good. And then there's some uh, surprise John Barenthal, which I enjoyed. Um, Ooh. Ooh, that's always a good surprise. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But I, I don't know. I would skip it for the most part, uh, unless you're really looking to be bummed out. Uh, I think that movie might pick up some Oscar buzz. Yeah. No. Really. 
I do, because it's been a weak year, and uh, the same guy who wrote this also wrote um, Hell or High Water. Yeah, that's right. And Sicario. Yeah. I think it's possible. Um, I think there's some really great supporting performances from some of the Native American actors that we've definitely seen, like, uh, uh, who are really great. Okay. Like who? Yeah. Uh, It's like the people that you've seen, like the Native American... So you've Name seen three like, of them. <laughs> well, that's the, like, they're all Native American character actors. You've seen them in a million things, but you can't, you don't know their names. Uh huh. I don't, or you don't. <laughs> <laughs> it seems real convenient. <laughs> you guys are obnoxious. <laughs> yep. Also, I think I'm drunk. <laughs> oh, I'm jealous. Oh God. Oh, damn it, Such Russ. Ass. Making us all jealous. Uh, Graham Greene's really great. Uh, um, Tantu Cardinal is really good. Mm. One more. No, look. not doing it. <laughs> yeah, because I guess if we're asking you to like name Native Americans and like tag them, that's also like problematic. All right, on the Annabelle. Uh, yeah, so Annabelle creation. It's all right. It's basically what you think it's going to be. The all the all the um. Uh, girls that are in like the the orphanage, like uh, the main characters of the movie, basically are really good. Um, but it's it's what you think it's going to be for the most part. Um, well, crazy. speaking of problematic, um, is it still as weirdly racist as Annabelle the first one? Mm, no, but kind of yes, but no. I'm okay, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go. Uh, yeah, it's, it's better than the first one. Let's just say that. Much. Okay. Yeah. That's what I've heard. It made a hundred million dollars. So yeah, I'm, oh. I'm impressed. Uh, it's a lot. Um, but yeah, uh, if you want to, if you like that series, you know, you'll probably end up liking this movie. So I'm more of a conjuring guy. I like conjuring a lot. You're not, love, you're not a bellhead. I loved the second one. A bella. Yeah. Second conjuring. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. And I might, I might check out that nun stuff. Oh, I'll, I'll probably end up checking out that nun stuff too. I don't know that that seemed very creepy from the trailer. The nun was terrifying. Yeah, so I'm I'm all for that too. I mean, I'll any of these like bad heart, like I'll see the really big blockbuster good horror movies, and I'll you know whatever other schlock you can throw at me, I'll I'll. See yeah, that. I need to get out and see Friend Request and Flatliners. Ooh. When you when you started your uh, sentence with "I need to get out," I thought you were just gonna like name an entire string of horror movies from this year just in a sentence, <laughs> and I'm very disappointed that that's not what happened. Um, but well, I, you know, you're gonna sure you can tell Pete to split after that. There we go. Here it comes. I'm not gonna yep. do it either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tiggs, you guys, you're really trying to make us uh, put together a jigsaw puzzle without the picture. Ooh. I'm waiting for one of you to throw Phoenix Forgotten into a sentence. Let's hear it. I don't know what that is. Yeah, me neither. Oh, come on. This is like the that sounds like an anime. It was, it's not an anime. Well, it's not anime. An, oh, everything's an anime with you. I mean, that is technically true. Uh, it's like about the uh, the lights over Phoenix and it's found footage. Uh, it's basically trying to beat the Blair Witch Project uh, in a lot of ways, but, you know, going and find aliens. But it's not, it's not good at all. Hey, man, I, I can't help... Uh... I can't help myself if I don't haven't heard about it. Stephen King's it. Listen, if you guys want to join the cult of Chucky with me, uh, then maybe you can check out my Alien Covenant. Ooh, that was a bad one. Cult of Chucky comes out like next week, doesn't it? Oh, oh, and next week, um, I forgot to say, uh, Happy Death Day. Oh, 
I was. I, I didn't hate that. I didn't hate that either. Didn't hate that either. All right. Is it, oh, I, I think, where can you find this, us, like, guys? After this, I gotta call the mummy. Uh, you can find us at <laughs> movie podcast at oh man uh, movie moviepodcast dot com. You can email us uh, at movie moviepodcast at gmail dot com. I should check that. I wonder if we got anything. Um, you can rate us on iTunes uh, by searching for the priest and the beekeeper, uh, which is our improv comedy troupe, and we have a improv variety show. Improvs and standups come on out uh, the third Thursday of every month at Long Island City's The Creek in the Cave at eight p.m. Host a show with our good friend and stand-up Nick Maritato. It is our October show, which is traditionally a weird show. Oh yeah, but we have not talked uh, about it. <laughs> No, no, and and you know if you're worried about the show, just know that uh, it comes at night, oh uh, in case you're trying to go to it. Oh God. Um, and then when you leave, you can say, uh, "Oh, there goes uh, the bye bye man," as they're leaving. Oh, was that that was? Oh, that was last year. That was no, that was this year. That was, was January. It? Jesus. Yeah. Oh my God. What was that monkey paw movie? Or it wasn't. It was like a. It was basically the monkey paw, Wish, but Wish, the gift. Wish upon. Wish upon. Wish upon. Uh, okay, I you're killing. I liked Wish Upon, I won't lie. Um, all right, let's get out of here, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta go write a Death Note.